0: Good morning and welcome to Daily to Buffy with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Monday, September 16th, and we are happy that you're joining us. It's actually, we say good morning, but it's probably good afternoon, wherever you well, are. We
1: like to say good morning because when we record, it's morning usually, so. Usually. Uh, maybe not today so much, for one Yeah, us, But
0: if you guys are new Monday. to the channel, um, happy Monday. I Carter, I, I know I messaged you about this over the weekend, but... Um, the author of this collat piece about the knitting wars, you know, we did the video about knitting, yes, uh, Ravelry. She found us and um, she shared our video to a couple that knitting video to a couple of ex-Ravelry people or boards, and so the views on that one have gone up. And I know we got some subscribers from that, and um, and then people started sending us some of their uh, some of their knitting. The prop, remember? Yes. Remember at the end, we were like, if you're doing wrong knitting.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, we'd love to see pictures of wrong knitting. So welcome knitters. and Welcome uh, knitters. Yeah. Send us we'll sh- pictures of your wrong knitting.
0: Yeah. But wait, maybe in like if, uh, some episode this week, we can show some of the images of the wrong knitting.
1: Absolutely. I saw a Trump hat, I think. I don't remember what else I saw, but yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Somebody has to knit just a Trump hair, like orange hair.
1: I just kind of want a hat that says wrong thinker, (laughs) but well, speaking of wrong think and, or the left, I guess this isn't really wrong think. Well, it's wrong think to say anything to question any narrative against Kavanaugh. So I guess it is wrong think. Uh, The thing that we want to talk about today is this New York times article that came out on Sunday. Uh, I'll just pull it up. Carrie. You want to see it? Yeah. Here's so I've, in all of its glory,
0: I've read a lot of pieces about this piece, but I haven't been able to read this cause I don't want to pay New York times a dollar or whatever it is. And I'm past no. my free article limit. So can you, let's go through it together. Or you introduce it to me.
1: I don't pay them either. And uh, you just have to be good at using different browsers and clearing cash. Okay. <laughs> so the, just just start with the title. Brett Kavanaugh fit in with the privileged kids. She did not. So if you'll recall, Deborah Ramirez is not new. Deborah Ramirez was one of the accusers. I think she was the second accuser last year. And she claimed that Kavanaugh waved his penis in her face during a drunken party. And they've... Rolled this out again, the Dems, and this entire almost this entire article is just about Deborah Ramirez, and this is written by Robin uh, Pogrebny and Kate Kelly because they have this new book out, "The Education of Brett Kavanaugh." Yes, so this is
0: this is basically a PR um, pitch. This is this is uh, this is a way of, of promoting your product. You know, yes. if, if, I, if I had a, a client out, like if my partner and I, when we had our company, if she had a client out with a, me, a new album, we would pitch them writing an opinion piece for Spin or something.
1: Except this, is, this isn't an opinion piece, Carrie. This, no, this is, is the, under
0: news analysis. This is the equivalent, though, is my point is it should be. This is, this is something that goes, it could be in the PR packet. We're going to write this thing for you because we're promoting a
1: book. Yes. Yes. Shocker, shocker. So, uh, and here's how they kind of start. You can see the picture they're going to paint. Deborah Ramirez had the grades to go to Yale in 1983, but she wasn't prepared for what she'd find there. A top student in southwestern Connecticut, she studied hard but socialized little. She was raised Catholic and had a sheltered upbringing. In the summers, she worked at Carvel, dishing ice cream, commuting in the $500 car she'd bought with babysitting earnings. So... (laughs)
0: you can see it's a lifetime movie yes it's it's starting like
1: they've already in the title brett Kavanaugh privilege she's not privileged here she is this angelic girl from southwestern connecticut who had by the way said she would never touch a penis until she was married the poor girl uh went off to yale and big bad brett Kavanaugh and his privileged white buddies uh forced her to touch a penis. And that's that's the that's the tone of this article. And before I even get into the article, Carrie, I, I think it's important to figure out or to keep in mind, just step back and ask ourselves why this is happening. Um, why are they talking about this? It's a year later. Um, and I think one of the things is RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is... She's had three different kinds of cancer now, four different diagnoses, four. Four times she's had cancer. Twice it was pancreatic cancer, once lung cancer, and once colorectal cancer. Like, and she just went under – she just was diagnosed again. I think the last one was another pancreatic cancer and went under, underwent irradiation. And I think the, the Dems are very freaked out that if she goes away and some like retires or dies or whatever – that there's going to be another conservative on the bench, but they're they're pushing this. I don't go ahead, but I'm going they're, to disagree. Well, with they're you. pushing this impeach Kavanaugh thing now. Well, I think they are nervous about her. I don't know yeah. that this is directly related to that, but they're nervous about the Supreme Court generally. They're nervous about Roe v. Wade, and right. they're pushing this impeach Kavanaugh crap. You can see this guy John Cooper on Twitter. Um, he's got a few hundred thousand followers. I don't, he's like some operative, uh, for the Democrats. His his title is chairman of the Dem coalition. Um, but he's got, he called on all the democratic candidates to call for Brett's, uh, impeachment for justice Kavanaugh's impeachment. And so far Castro, Kamala Harris, Warren, Beto, Pete Buttigieg and Cory Booker have all called for Brett Kavanaugh's impeachment.
0: Right. But so Um, here, here's what I think is happening. It takes this long to write a book. This is nothing more than two two women wrote a book. It just now came out. And now you're seeing the Democratic Party respond to that news and the expectations of their base. So just like with all the Russia nonsense and everything, it's like the base expects something, and they have to try and deliver and make it a thing. They know they're not going to be able to impeach him, but they have to stand out there and say the right things, just like Beto hopefully knows he's not going to be able to take our AR-15s. Uh, I don't know that he knows
1: that, but yeah, I do think it is kind of a litmus test for like, are you going to say impeach Kavanaugh? Because that's the thing you're supposed to say now. Yeah. Um, I, in a I, way,
0: I- in a way they're beholden to and terrified of their SJW base.
1: Yes. I think you're right. I think you're right. Just to be clear, Carrie, I pulled up this little pocket constitution from the Cato Institute <laughs> article 2 section 4 <clears throat> the president vice president and all civil officers of the united states shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors pretty sure dangling your wang in front of someone at the drunken college party wouldn't count so even
0: if it happened that's the whole right. point this is what bothers me about all this is um and we can continue looking at that piece, but I also wanted yep. to bring up a nation piece that I was looking at is um, um, not only are these, how, how old are these like 30 year old, 35, 36, year old allegations. Um, but there's they're allegations and there's no way to verify if they happen or not. It's not like um, it's not even comparable to the Harvey Weinstein stuff, which was a pattern and was recent all the way up until when he, when the news broke, this is like this is something that's ancient and there's been nothing in between. And in fact and in fact in between, all you get is a list of how many female colleagues and people who have met him and known him and worked with him over the years signed that letter saying his character is impeccable and we stand by him. Like all these people he's women he's interacted with over the past thirty years are like that's not the Brett Kavanaugh we know if this happened. So these are these are ancient allegations there's no way to prove if they happen or not. And there's no crime. And they're like, impeach him over what? He was, he's never been convicted of anything. There was never even a, a police report filed. There was never, there's nothing on which to base this. There's nothing factual on which to, which to base this. And yet you have the Blue Cathedral, you have the media, the legacy media, pretending like this stuff is fact. The way they write about it is, is, is as if it's fact.
1: Well, but I think they know under deep down that it's bullcrap, which is why they have to use the language that they use to paint the picture of Deborah Ramirez as this um, innocent victim who waddled into college at Yale and was exploited by the big bad uh, boys club, including uh, Brett Kavanaugh. But just to be clear about Deborah Ramirez, um, like you said, it's 35, 36 years ago. She, they don't mention this in this piece, but I looked up some old pieces on her. She admitted that as much as this piece tries to paint her as like the girl who never drank and she had never had a, one of, the, one of the things in this article, she'd never had touched a drop of alcohol until Yale. She admits she was inebriated at the party. In fact, she was hesitant, quote, hesitant to come forward with her allegations at one point because her memory wasn't great because she was smashed. So, yeah. okay. Um, she's also these are her own words. She quote works towards human rights, social justice, and social change. So she's a social justice warrior. That's what she does. We already know that the social justice warriors, based on postmodernism, they explicitly object. Uh, they reject objective reality. They this lived experience crap is all that matters to them. Power is all that matters. Facts don't matter. So she has said. I'm in the camp of people who will literally do anything for power. That's my belief system. Also, I don't remember a lot of details. Also, people contradict my details. Also, some of the people that were supposed to corroborate didn't. Um, and and I was drunk. And it was 35 years ago. Oh, okay. And we're supposed to take that. We're supposed to take that seriously. That's the person that we are. This entire article is basically about Deborah Ramirez. Okay,
0: um, so I haven't, again, I've read pieces about the piece, but I haven't been able to read the piece. Aren't they saying that there were witnesses that the FBI did not interview? That the, no, the because judge- the
1: FBI wasn't tasked to interview those witnesses. The, the FBI was supposed to investigate Christine Blasey Ford. Right. So they did. Now, they weren't tasked with doing anything. With Other, other allegations popped up. And the FBI didn't really investigate those other allegations. And I don't think the FBI should, the FBI should not be in the business of when someone comes to you 35 years later with this kind of a story, with I agree. A, a national figure and be like, oh, we're gonna go investigate based on hearsay. I mean, there is no, just to be clear, Carrie, there is, we can't know what happened 35 years ago. There's no physical evidence. There's not a collectively agreed story. It's not like everyone there agrees. There's fa- like people don't remember, people re- recollect differently. And she has a clear motive. The, the only proper response here motive. is, yeah, the only proper response here is, well, I presume the guy's innocent. Bring me some physical evidence, then we'll talk. But hearsay about 35 years ago is, I don't, this, is not, this is not a case. And I think that they don't go to the police because the police wouldn't do anything. Because there's nothing there. There's nothing to do. The, a prosecutor looks at this and goes, there would never be a con- in conviction here in a million years.
0: So one, I, I was struck by something. I was thinking about this um, while cooking breakfast this morning. So, I, there's this show out on I think it's Netflix right now called um, Unbelievable. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a series about a, a real a real life. Uh, it's based on true events about a girl who or a young woman who was raped in 2008. Um, by a stranger, an intruder, who came in through a bedroom window. But she wasn't believed about it because she was raised in foster homes and she had a foster mom who basically told the cops, like, don't believe anything she says. And then um, the cops in the show, like, they 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 basically coerce her, uh, manipulate her into saying that she made the whole thing up. And then they take the unusual step of filing false um of filing charges against her for making a false police report. So not only do they not believe her, and then later on these other detectives start chasing the serial rapist and they f- connect it back to her and, you know, she's exonerated. They pr- and they find out, oh my gosh, not only did we prosecute this girl for no reason, but she also, yes, was raped and horribly treated by the system and her the people that were supposed to protect her and her counselors and everyone. Right. And so I was thinking about that show because... Um, the scene where, um, they're basically, the cops are basically like, just say that it's a lie. Just say that you made it up and you can go. And it's one of those, it's one of those cases like where people false confess almost. Mm -hmm. It's like, they just want to go home. They're stressed. They're tired. And this person is like, look, if you just say this, it'll be okay. And so then they say it. Um, and then it's not okay and it's not okay, I was thinking about that in relation to Kavanaugh, because I saw a piece, the piece was basically like, it, I forget which, it wasn't the nation piece that I'm talking about, it was a different one, but, it, but the piece in mainstream media was basically saying, look, Brett Kavanaugh didn't defend himself during confirmation hearings by saying, hey, guys, I got drunk in high school and college, and I did a lot of things that I regret sexually with women. If He didn't say that, he said none of this happened. And the, and the article is like if he would just say that
1: <laughs> everything would be okay.
0: Everything would be okay, right. and I'm like comparing the two. It's the same. In one case, you've got a girl who actually was raped, and they're coercing her to say she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then then you got a guy who innocent until proven guilty. There's no evidence he did, sexually molested or harassed any of these women, but he's being coerced to say that saying that he did. Look, if you just say you did, and there's I think people they so often fall on. Um, I side with the accuser or I side with the victim or whatever, and they can't, they can't see that he's, he's in the place of that girl, like, like, because they view him as the, as the accused, right? And it's like, yeah, but you're putting him in the same place. The media is putting him in the same place. The Democrats are putting him in the same place where they're basically like, look, just confess to this part of it and then we'll be okay. No, and it won't be okay because then they've got you and it, and they're trying to get you to confess to a lie. Right.
1: Right. Well, anyway. it also reminded me a little bit of 1984 because there's this um, rewriting of history. Like, so as we as we go through this, we don't have to go through this whole New York Times article, but if if you look at the article, I mean, I showed you how it started, right? And it's this like, you know, I had gone through high school. I'm the good girl, and now, in one evening, it was all ripped away. They're painting this narrative, right, based on hearsay, and I honestly believe that people end up believing yeah. their own lies. Like we talked about in 1984, do, like, do you really know? Winston didn't know really what was true and what wasn't at the end of the day. He wasn't like, it was, it was getting difficult to tell the difference and you get when he was in prison, right. He was asking like, Well, have we always been at war with East Asia or was it, I thought it was Eurasia. Maybe I'm, maybe O'Brien's right. Maybe like, maybe I like you start questioning yourself and human memory is, is pretty fallible. And this is 35 years ago. So they're just trying to paint a narrative because the narrative will become fact in a lot of people's brains. A lot of leftists will be like, and they have, they've looked at this article and like, it's fat. This is fact. She, she, this happened to her. Absolutely. Right. And. But that's just because they've heard the story over and over and over again. But Santa Claus isn't real just because you keep hearing the story. Like that doesn't make it real. Yeah, Um, well,
0: can I share part of this nation one? Um, Yeah,
1: by the way, there isn't one other aspect to this article you should know about, but do the nation one first.
0: There's so many things wrong with this, like we've talked about before, where they're just taking stuff for truth that's not truth. So this is in the nation uh, how to fight Brett Kavanaugh. Now the, in the title, it, it presumes that we should be fighting Brett Kavanaugh.
1: (laughs) Like, well, I think readers of the nation probably agree on that. Yeah.
0: But I mean, just come on how to fight Brett. Okay. Why? How about why we should fight Brett Kavanaugh? (laughs) Right. But okay. How to fight him. Um, Removing a Supreme Court justice is nearly impossible, but Democrats can still weaken his power. Okay, so the goal here is for Democrats to weaken his power. Thank you for being upfront and honest about what this is all about. Um, okay, The listen, just a few, little bit of it. The grim reality is that Brett Kavanaugh will almost certainly be sitting on the Supreme Court, blah, 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 for a while. Um, impeachment is still a possibility.
1: Um, especially it's not not.
0: especially after the new york times published a blockbuster report that offered extensive corroboration extensive corroboration for a serious allegation a serious allegation yes it is a serious allegation that kavanaugh is guilty of sexual assault
1: you know what i can you know i'm not i don't want to be the the asshole guy here it's not a serious allegation A drunken party where someone pulled their pants down and waved their wang around and you slapped it away is not a serious allegation. Okay, you're right. It's rude, it's bad, it's not a becoming of a Supreme Court justice, but you know, 18-year-olds getting sloshed at a party and doing stupid things like that is not a serious allegation.
0: You're right. Um, When the Trump administration stampeded Kavanaugh's confirmation through the Senate. No, okay, so you say stampeded. Here's what I saw, and this is coming from people who watch the show. No, I... A lifetime Democrat until this past November. And the whole Kavanaugh thing is part of what pushed me over. I was so furious that I was like, I mean, it it also, there's no way I could vote for Beto because he's not a liberal, but, um, but I, I was so furious. It was, it was, it was a turning point for me in which I I definitively, I felt like I've, yes, I've walked away from my old party, Um, because it wasn't a stampeding of Kavanaugh. It was a witch hunt. And that's what was happening. Um, okay, look, confirmation to the Senate last year. Credible accusations were lev- leveled against the judge by two women. Credible. They weren't credible.
1: We well, went credible means something that they, they like the outcome of.
0: Right. That's. The, but they're not using that word correctly. They were not credible allegations. Christine Blasey Ford's allegations were not credible. We we talked about those at the time. Um Christine Blasey Ford, he described a sexual assault when she encountered our high school students, da, 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 and Deborah Ramirez, who claimed that Kavanaugh thrust his penis at her face at a party when they were students at Yale. Um, only Ford was allowed to testify at the Senate hearings, but the Times, correcting these papers on previous coverage, now found multiple sources supporting Ramirez's claims. The, the Times also made clear the FBI did not fully investigate, so we touched on this already. Um, and then right. this is the new one that they're all talking about. This is not even a particular a, um, an alleged victim. This is an alleged third party witness of a different story. It says a sketchier, they even have to admit it's sketchy, a sketchier story from a Yale classmate who claims to have witnessed Kavanaugh committing assault as an undergraduate. That one's that one, I'm like, I don't know anything about that one, but the fact that they're even including it, it's a third party. It's not even from the alleged victim. And you yourself have to say it's sketchy. Given all of your bias up here, that tells me that's pro- there's probably nothing there.
1: Right. Just, just okay. to be clear, Ramirez, the, the people that she claimed were egging Kavanaugh on mm-hmm. and were part of the whole thing, she remained friends with one of those guys for years afterwards. So, um, and also a weird thing to do if it happened. And uh, Andrew, uh, one of our listeners brought this up the other day. Um, Blasey Ford at the time did claim... There's zero political motivation behind this. I don't want to come forward. Senator Ted Cruz, in fact, the other day on television, um, reminded us all that the Senate offered Lacey Ford the uh, ability to testify privately if she didn't want to make a public think about it. Um, Her lawyers supposedly didn't tell her this offer, but the offer was real. Um, BS. Right. She claimed that this was not at all political. But, of course, her lawyer... um, in in recently uncovered footage speaking somewhere else, admitted that part of the motivation was Roe v. Wade and her concern about Kavanaugh and Mm. how he would rule on Roe v. Wade. So um, that's not a smoking gun, it doesn't mean she made it up, but it does bring into question her motives and she was claiming that she had pure motives and after all, we're supposed to believe that she had pure motives, but it turns out actually they weren't 100% pure. She was partly motivated by this Roe v. Wade thing, which is political. Of course. Um,
0: well, and this guy that they mention here, this third party guy who claims to have witnessed something where there's no alleged victim who's talking. Right. Um, he's connected to the Clintons. Right. You saw that right? He's like part of some Clinton, I don't know. I didn't get
1: too far you into it. I mean, but. you don't even have to be connected to the Clintons to misremember or like her better or think it's the political politically expedient thing to do to side with her. I mean, people side You can see everyone siding with, like, if Kerry, if someone, well, not for you, but if someone went up to, to, if you pick a random social justice warrior who's the right age off the street and be like, oh, remember, you were at a party with Kavanaugh that one time. You probably don't remember, but he did blah, blah, blah. You know, they're very likely to be like, yeah, yeah, I kind of remember that. Like, that's just how. That's how people's memories work. Oh,
0: well, also, you you can see it happen in the moment on camera in that, uh, you know, the meme that the SJW Trigglypuff? puff? Yes. So there's this video of uh, when Jordan Peterson was speaking at a university and they were holding a protest trying to drown him out outside. And at one point, um, one of the SJW protesters like shoves uh, a rebel, was it a rebel reporter or shoves someone? Um, and it's on camera. And then, and then there's a, another SJW bystander who's standing there who she looks right at the camera and she goes, I didn't see anything. Like she's just like this nasty, evil face about, right. like, I didn't see anything. Right. Like, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk.
1: We'll That's assault right there. Officer, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything that happened. There's no, there's no reason to uh, I didn't see anything. Uh, didn't anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and she knows, and her face is telling you she knows she's lying. She's like, nothing happened, officer. I saw nothing. And it's like lying because she feels like it's good to lie and it's good to lie because why it's in the service of something that this person feels is just and moral and important.
1: Yes. And, and as a reminder, it's, you know, we're not, I'm not saying dismiss, you know, dismiss what she's saying because she's a social justice warrior, this Deborah Ramirez, but you do need to, you do need to understand that it's not entirely impossible that she just lies because that is part of the ideology. It's to lie. That's yeah. Part I, of the ideology. A, again, a very,
0: and I was careful back then to say the same. I'm not saying that she's lying. I don't know. That's the whole point. We don't know, but you the can. people who yeah. we can't know, but the people who were supporting her were saying, well, she's not lying. I'm like, how do you know? well, I know because no, you don't, you don't know. And and then they would say, well, why would someone lie about this? That's why we're having this conversation. What you're not saying now, obviously there's a reason why somebody would lie about this in this right. case, there's a great political motivation. Right.
1: And I don't know this, but, uh, for all we know, um, Deborah Ramirez may have, uh, some financial stake in some of the stuff's going on. I, I don't know. Um, but she doesn't need it. She's got political stake and moral stake, which is even more important to a lot of people than financial stake. You know, um, if, she's, if she's a social justice warrior, she's likely to do anything and say anything in order to help fight his power as whatever the article was that you just shared, right? Yeah. How, can you, how can you fight his power? Um, the other thing about this article though, Carrie, and this has been in the news, this is one of the main things in the news about the article, and it's, it's important, is... <clears throat> Although this is mostly, it's setting up a little narrative about how, you know, Mr. Kavanaugh fit the more traditional mold. He's a, he went to prep school, blah, 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 right? So, you know, she's working class. Kavanaugh is a big jerk who's from, you know, an entitled brat. They made fun of her. She didn't understand the reference to, to Debbie Does Dallas. They made fun of her. Um... She was very innocent coming into college. Wait, I,
0: again, I didn't get to read this whole thing. So, who made fun of her? Are they saying that Brett Kavanaugh did, or just people in general? People. Oh, people did. Okay.
1: Debbie cheerleader or Debbie dining hall, or would start to say Debbie does playing on the 1978 porn movie Debbie Does Dallas. But Miss Ramirez didn't understand the reference. <laughs> she was very innocent coming into college, says someone she roomed with, right? People made fun of her knockoff Air Jordans. Like I don't is this is this literally an article about junior high school mocking? I it mean, is.
0: I mean you could write this article about me and talk about the wooden clogs that I wore to school because I thought they were cool and everyone made fun of them and you know all the nicknames that I like this is dumb. You could write this about anyone.
1: Right. She did not see herself as victim of ethnic discrimination, but now of course, after graduating, oh yes, I was definitely discriminated against. Uh, but the other thing that goes on here, they talk about Ramirez quite a lot, uh, but one other thing that they have in this article, which, which made its rounds on Twitter and was considered a bombshell as part of this report, Carrie, was this, this paragraph here. We also uncovered a previously unreported story about Mr. Kavanaugh in his freshman year that echoes Ms. Ramirez's allegation. A classmate says that he saw Kavanaugh pull his pants down a different drunken party, Oh,
0: this is the one I was talking about, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know. A classmate next yeah, yeah. saw Mr. Kavanaugh with his pants down at a different drunken dorm party where his friends pushed his penis into the hand of a female student. Okay? Now, This hey, is the
0: one that the nation calls sketchy.
1: Well, this is also the one that uh, prompted a lot of this outrage. Oh, there's another one. But it's the New York Times, Carrie. Let's scroll down. Hmm. Editor's notes. An early version of this article, which was adapted from a forthcoming book, did not include one element of the book's account regarding an assertion by a Yale classmate that friends of Brett Kavanaugh pushed his penis into the hand of a female student at a drunken dorm party. The book reports that the female student declined to be interviewed, and friends say that she does not recall the incident. The victim does not recall the incident that's been used and and pushed around. So what the New York Times did is they pushed this article out. They got people all whipped into a frenzy, not only about old Ramirez allegations with no new information here, just more whipping into a frenzy, but they dropped this other bomb saying, oh, look, someone else has a similar experience with Kavanaugh. Look how similar it is. His pants down again and someone forced to touch his penis. Oh, oh, the next day we'll quietly just,
0: oops. Yeah, just so the people- Sorry for the fire we started. Yeah, just so people aren't confused, this is the third one in the nation piece, the one that they say an even sketchier allegation because there is no female victim who's come forward at like, just like what they point out in their little footnote there, which is the most important thing. I didn't realize she had also said she doesn't recall this. There's There's no victim. There's no person saying this happened to me. This is a third party account by someone who, this is the guy who worked, uh, has some kind of relationship to the Clintons. I was just looking it up real quick, to see if I could find it. Max
1: Stein or whatever his name yeah. is. He he yeah. worked for a nonprofit in DC. I didn't see any particular relation, but I didn't research him deeply. The nonprofit looks like something that I would want to slip my wrists. Uh, No, no,
0: I'm just saying, no, I don't think there's some nefari. I'm just saying we know his politics because he's worked with the Clinton. Like, you know, this guy's on the left. Oh, of course he's on the left. That's my whole point. That's the only point I'm making with that. Yes.
1: Yeah, of course he's on the left. Um, Carrie, I'm going to do some shameless self-promotion. I wrote an article about a year ago about Brett Kavanaugh postmodernism, and what was going on with this whole thing. I'm going to post a link to it um, below because – uh, I think it's, unfortunately, it's relevant again to remind people what's actually going on here. But it's not a search for the truth. Um, it's, not, it's not any kind of rational analysis of the facts or trying to get at justice. Uh, this is just, a, this is just a, a naked power grab using whatever words they can try and sling at people to get power. That's all it is. And as you mentioned, this particular piece is just a litmus test. It, this, is, this is the thing they're parading around to Democratic candidates uh, for, for the presidency in 2020, saying it's kind of like when they yell, will you disavow? Right? They're saying, well, will you support impeachment of Kavanaugh? Right? It's, a non, it's a non-issue. The right response is Kavanaugh can't be impeached on this. Who cares? Right? This isn't a, like, I, I, we don't know that it's even true. And even if it were, this is not an impeachable offense. So no, I don't support impeaching Kavanaugh. That's a waste of time. But of course, that's not what, how the Dems are responding. All the, all the star players, I guess Bernie didn't, uh, Bernie and Biden, I don't see on that list yet. But again, Castro, Harris, Warren, Beto, Pete Buttigieg, and Cory Booker, all, all expressly calling for Kavanaugh's impeachment over a promotional article about a book that yeah. as you said, Kerry, is basically just a lifetime movie in black and white. It's
0: it's nonsense. But it's them responding to, I really do think it's just they are beholden to, we've talked about beta before is beholden to his SJW base. That's why I'm not walking back to the Democratic Party until they start running liberals again. He is not a liberal. These people are not liberals. They've been they've their party, my old party has been corrupted by this illiberal authoritarianism, this uh marxist this identity politics based marxism and they're shameless like they are behaving in the way that we used to criticize republicans for behaving but they care only about power you know all the things i used to say about republicans i'm like holy crap that's true about all of these democratic candidates with the exception of as you know i like tulsi gabbard um but 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 all the rest look all of them I got a text from uh, someone over the weekend. I think I sent this to you because I voted for Bernie, right? And I'm on some text list, and they're like, "Hey, just wanted to know if um, we can count on you for Bernie this time." And I, I gave them
1: an earful, like, <laughs> "No." That huh? text, because you had blurted out like the names, so no one knew who it was. Um, I actually shared it with a friend of mine who was asking uh, about. Uh, she was she was talking about some election stuff, and I was saying, "No, like this is." Here's a Democrat. This is a Democrat I know. This is her reaction to what's going on, and it spawned uh, quite a long discussion. And I think actually might have had an impact on their thought process to see that oh, like there's there there are like walkaway is real. Walkaway. Oh,
0: walkaway is totally real, yeah. and people want to put their head in the sand, but it's real. I mean, you know you know this, but I have tons of friends who are. I mean, my friend Mike Carlo helped film the walkaway video with Brandon, uh, the original one. But what Brandon did was create a way for all of us to come together and realize, oh, I'm not the only one. And that that created a movement. Because everyone, I had walked away like a year prior in, to some degree, you know, when I wrote my, leaving, my essay about leaving the SJW cult. But I didn't realize, there were all these other people who didn't realize who were going through the same thing. And it's like, oh, we're all feeling the same thing about our party and having to leave it and it, it painfully in some, for some of us. And it was really nice to have this person, you know, bring everyone together and create this, this place for people to gather and share their stories. And to this day sometimes I talk to people on the left, like more of like leftists, not liberals, who don't want to believe this is happening and continue to buy, they buy the propaganda that's fed to them by the Blue Cathedral, which says, oh, these are all Russian bots. And that's, that's what they want to believe, and so they believe it. And it's like, you can go into the forums and you can look, you can watch the videos of actual people and listen to, to them about why they're leaving, but they don't want to know.
1: Right, yeah. I do feel compelled to say as a volunteerist who's neither Republican nor Democrat, uh, I've always thought that both parties were power-hungry statists who were dishonest. <laughs> I just felt like the Democrats were doing it in one area more than another area, and the Republicans were the inverse, doing it in the other area, but not that area. And Democrats used to be, for example, uh, they used to be reliably anti-war. It was like, all right, at least they're, they're, the, one, they're, the, they're the ones who will protest the war. The Republicans, the war hawks are going to go to war. Now, I've seen, you know, as an outsider, I've seen the shift in the Democratic Party. They've gone from being the statist when Republicans are uh, freedom lovers and freedom lovers when Republicans are statist. They've gone from going, being that to just being outright authoritarians. Just yeah. like, yep. They're basic. I mean, there's very little distinction between, frankly, actual Nazis and the social justice left. I mean, they're, they're, it's not, not anti Jew, but other than that, the, the way that they talk, um, how they they compare people based on the colors of their skin or their ethnic origin to uh, animals or to insects, um, the way that they dehumanize and the way that they demand absolute adherence and obedience to every whim that they of their that they of their edicts. If they decide you're supposed to impeach Kavanaugh, you better freaking fall in line. And if you don't, you're out
0: their desire to, uh, with force, censor you, to prevent you from going and hearing speeches or reading books that you want to read, or their desire to pull things off the market so you don't get a chance to read them or uh, you don't get a chance to go see them and, um, or go listen to certain people, like their desire to, I mean, they support physical violence. We've been seeing this escalation in the media since ever since Trump was elected. They support violence and not violence and self-defense, they support violence, the initiation. the initiation of force. Yes, the initiation of force. And one of the ways they try and justify this is by trying to conflate speech with violence. That's why they do that. That's why they say your speech is harmful right. so that they can feel justified responding with actual violence. Right. Um, so. they, they are authoritarian. And look at them. We're going to take your guns. Wow, look at history. Look at look at who has taken their citizens' guns and then what happened. <laughs> I yeah. think there are a few examples you might possibly be able to look at. This, this, um, I I couldn't help it the other day. I had to. This um, former friend of mine who unfriended me uh, when she found that I didn't vote for Beto and um, told me that I wasn't cool anymore and whatever. Uh, in this one little friend group in particular, I I couldn't help it. I'm just like this is a person who. Was trying to lecture me on my vote, and doesn't pay the slightest bit of attention. Not only really to what's going on currently, but has no historical understanding whatsoever. And I'm, I'm like, I couldn't help it, but, the, but with the stuff that he started saying, like about like we're just yeah, hell heck yeah, we're coming to take your guns or whatever. He's you know, yep. I couldn't help it, but send her just a quick message and be like, you know, nice liberal authoritarian you voted for there. Like that you had the gall to lecture me and I was telling you back then, this is not a liberal candidate, but I, I understand why people vote for him. And I didn't, I I didn't unfriend people over voting for him. It's like, they are such um, small minded, intolerant people.
1: Carrie, you're going to, I agree with you. Uh, I want to share, there's a Twitter person I follow, Raylene Liberty. I don't know who she is personally, but she's a small account. So I'm going to give her some love because I like this tweet she shared. Given a number, collection of your blood and prints the day you're born, forced injections, the ability to kidnap your children, spying on anything and everything you do, building female camps and walls, disarmament of the population. What could go wrong? That's, that's what you need to be thinking about when you hear the Democrats. And yeah. frankly, a lot of times Republicans, it's, that's what's going on. That's what's going on.
0: Look, I, I know we talked about Kavanaugh today and we have to wrap this up, but I'm furious about the Beto stuff and the gun stuff again. And I'd love to talk about that this week because you know, this burns me up like nothing else. And, and just talk, having the same conversations again and trying to have them in a civil and calm way with people who don't know what they're talking about, about guns, or who don't under, you know. Who, here's what I don't like. They come into a thread and they question the motives and the, um, and the goodness of people who disagree with them. Yeah. And they don't, they don't, people don't do that to them. And they have no right to do that. And it, and it infuriates me that that's how so, so often people on the anti-gun side start the conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can definitely talk about guns later this week. I mean, uh, Beto's doubled down on his hell yeah, we're taking your AR-15s and, you know. Yeah.
0: Come and uh, take it, Beto. I you. <laughs> you know, the Texas, uh, the Alamo thing with the, Come and take it. Yeah. There's one now with an AR-15 that just
1: says, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, and just as a reminder, when he was running against Ted Cruz, he was asked this explicitly on a radio program. There's clips of this going around. And he said, no, 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 let me be clear. If you have your AR-15, you can keep it. We just want to not sell any more in the future. You can keep your doctor. I was going to say, exactly like Obamacare. You can keep, happy with your doctor, keep your doctor. Um, and obviously, banning the sale of the mom also opposed to. But just to just it's just an evidence that these people are just they're just lying and and you know they'll go after your hunting rifle. They'll call it a sniper rifle and they'll like they'll go after everything. They want to ban guns completely. That's their end goal. And you know once they've banned guns, there's really nothing to stop the government from doing whatever it wants.
0: Yeah, the Second Amendment protects the first.
1: All right. We're getting off topic. Okay. So. I know that we,
0: we you, okay. Uh, one quick thing. Thank you to everyone who participated in book club last night. We did um, George Orwell's 1984. It was so much fun and you guys are so smart and so funny and have such interesting things to say that it pushes, it pushes me to um, be better at this and to be fully present and not um, it, it just, it, I like it. You know, that whole thing about surround yourself with people who push you um well you guys do that and so thank you
1: yeah i really enjoyed the discussions and it's uh yeah there's some smart insightful people uh that are in there and bringing perspectives i hadn't thought of and it's great and and i like being uh i like being part of the community and i like being forced to reread books that i haven't read in a really long time that are relevant so that was great so Uh, all right Whoa, was that your dog yeah (laughs) growling Yeah, I think the mailman is on his way down the street. All right, all right, we'll end it, we'll end it. Uh, Thanks for watching, everyone. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. You can go and support us at Subscribestar. Just look for Unsafe Space. And uh, I don't know, happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.